Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. And our top story today, horse boarding, how to make modern boarding natural. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Jillian Lopez is with Heaven Sent Farms. Jillian, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, and I want to talk more about your love for horses and uh, your love for caring for horses in a minute. But let's just talk, let's back up because we have talked about equestrian, uh, riding horses. This is something that, uh, you know, I've seen it with my own mother. It's really something that has picked up in terms of more and more people adapting and, and, and riding horses. I, have you seen the same thing from your perspective? Yeah, yeah. I definitely, you know, I've been riding since I was a little kid. Um, and I've worked in the industry my whole life and I definitely feel like it has expanded a ton, especially as we are kind of moving forward in all of our conversations about horse welfare and, you know, the riding school system is kind of changing. We have a lot of schools in the area that do riding now. Um, I do feel like it's become a very big industry. I mean, it's always been around, but I think a lot of young kids are starting to get into it. It's a really good outside activity. A lot of older people are picking up riding. Um, I do feel like I'm seeing it a lot more. It's just a lot more popular. You can see it on TV now when you really couldn't before. Yeah, and 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 also I've read where uh, veterans who've come back from the foreign service who may be, may be suffering from PTSD, it is a great therapy uh, for them as well. Jillian, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, for someone out there maybe is into horses um, or thinking about getting a horse or leasing a horse, buying a horse, whatever, what does it take to board a horse? Because there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just riding. It's not just brushing. It's not just feeding. There's a lot that goes into boarding a horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize. I think it sounds like, oh, I'll just get a horse and I'll throw them in a barn and I'll see them later and it'll be great. Um, but horses are a ton of work. They're very similar. They're People say they're like having big dogs. They are very similar to the care of any larger animal, pet or small animal. Um, typically with boarding, you've got a bunch of different boarding models, um, but you're looking at providing feed, water, shelter, um, turnout, pasture for them to get exercise. Um, a bunch of people have a lot of different, you know, uh, amenities that they're looking for at different facilities. Um, but a lot of the care basics are, like I said, food, water, turnout space, um, barn space. Um, horses do eat a ton of forage. They're a obligate grazing animal. So they graze about 18 to 20 hours a day. Um, so they, yes, yeah, so they need about 1.5% of their body weight in forage. So that's a lot of hay for farms to, to buy and provide um, a lot of grass to keep growing. Um, horses spend a lot of time in stalls these days. So you have a lot of bedding to purchase, um, paying for people to clean the stalls, uh, having people turn them in and out, getting them exercise, even between riding, that sort of thing. Um, it's a, I live on my farm. It's a very much 24 hour a day, a day job. Well, Jillian, I want to come back to something you, you talked about where, where there's a lot that goes on with boarding a horse. You, you mentioned the food, some of the amenities I'm thinking, when you say amenities, I'm thinking of like a spa, but maybe that's maybe that's similar to what a horse would get. 
how do I pick if I'm kind of new to the horse arena or even maybe I'm a veteran of owning a horse? How do I find the right boarding facility for my lovely horse that I that I love and, and cherish dearly? Sure. Um, it really is. It depends on an individual basis. Um, uh, most people I think you'll find are looking for when I say amenities, a lot of the time people start to talk about um, riding arena, um, an indoor versus an outdoor arena, a heated tack room space, a heated bathroom or an indoor bathroom space. Um, lounge areas. Some farms have, you know, big chandeliers and all sorts of really fancy things. Um, beautiful outdoor fountains and gardens and all sorts of really nice stuff. Um, and then you've also got your very standard kind of like I have a 50 acres of just field turnout. Um, so people are always looking for very different things. Um, if you have a horse that you're riding, typically you are going to be looking for a ring and you want something that's really well maintained with safe footing, um, adequate turnout, that sort of thing. Um, horses that are retired or do a little bit less, you're probably looking for more like what I have of just big open field turnout space. Um, I think the biggest thing is to, as an owner or a rider, know your horse and kind of know really what day is going to make them happier. Um, a lot of farms go by a 12-12 turnout schedule. So the horses are inside 12 hours and outside 12 hours. Um, a lot of people are finding these days it's much better to have your horse out more frequently, um, do things a little bit more natural to when I say natural, I think people get nervous about natural horsemanship, more just kind of what they need physically and psychologically. Um, so looking for, you know, farms that if you are going to have your horse in a stall, you want to make sure they have adequate bedding. So something like eight inches or more of bedding, um, make sure everything's really clean and well ventilated. Um, making sure if you are, you know, if you have adequate turnout space that the fields are, you know, grassy enough for a horse that needs grass not grassy enough for horses that don't need grass, um, a good group of horses. And then management is very important, making sure that your managers know, you know, not only about horses in general, but if you've got an older horse, making sure they know how to care for seniors, um, horses with physical, you know, metabolic issues or old injuries, making sure the management, you know, really knows what they're talking about when they're talking about health issues or injuries or rehab and that sort of thing. Um, and making sure that the farm has a really good relationship with, you know, providers in the area is important. Yeah, well, Jillian, I want to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about caring for your horse and selecting a boarding facility. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 
33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Jillian, thanks so much for staying with, it, with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Thank you so much. This has been great. I'm really enjoying yeah. this conversation. Yes, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's, I was telling you off camera, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been on a horse, um, probably 40 plus years. So, uh, but you, you've got me intrigued and, and just knowing about all the therapeutic benefits, both for the animal and the person, it re really is something that I think a lot of people are, are considering Let's talk, you know, we're the Broadcast Retirement Network, so I can't help but ask you about something you mentioned in the first segment, and that's around senior horses. First, what is a senior horse, and how is the care for a senior horse different than uh, a non-senior horse? Sure. So senior horses are exactly what they sound like. They're going to be your older horses. Um, typically, seniors get into that senior range when you're about depending on the horse, between 15 and 18. Normally, 17 and up would be considered a senior. Um, and what comes with that is the same thing with any animal. They start to slow down a little bit. Same thing with us. They slow down a little bit. Um, you get some, maybe some arthritis that pops up. Some old injuries start to show up a little bit. Um, horses, when they, um, dental-wise, when they I want to say grow their teeth, their teeth erupt constantly through the, their whole lives. So by the time that they're in that 18 to 20 range, that kind of slows down, their teeth start to wear, you know, the same amount that they always have, but they're no longer erupting. So dental care, you have to kind of keep up with. Um, there are some, a lot of physiological changes when they do get to that, that older range. Um, in terms of the difference between the seniors and young horses, a lot of people, I think, when you have a horse get to that senior range, you've kind of got the double school of thought of, ah, they're older, let's just let them go outside and kind of live their lives. And then you have people that, you know, really double down on their care and you have them stalled more and extra blanketed and extra food and all these things. Um, neither of those are really wrong. I think there's a really happy middle in between. Um, just like young horses, older horses, um, whether they're retired or still in work, still need a lot of movement. Um, they still have the same basic needs as the young horse. So, you know, freedom of, of autonomous movement. Uh, they need the same amount of forage, if not more, because they are not using calories the same way that they would when they're younger. Um, and then, you know, they really need a good kind of herd group. So the same thing we talked about earlier about finding a good, you know, when you're looking for boarding, finding a good group of horses. Um, that's especially important for seniors because especially when they're arthritic, they can't always defend themselves quite the same way. Um, they all, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask you, to that point, they're, they're herd animals uh, like elephants and other types of animals. How do you, how do you, if you're going to find a new boarding facility, how do you judge whether or not, uh, the other animals in the facility are amenable to having a new buddy. Cause I know I've, I've changed schools before and sometimes you're not always accepted. I mean, we've all experienced this as human beings. And I would imagine that these animals have certain dispositions uh, to, that t tend in that direction. So how do you, how do you validate that it's the right facility with the right chemistry for the animal? 
Sure. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, a lot of it is trial and error. Um, but there are a lot of ways that you can kind of get ahead of that. So part of it will be, you know, talking to whoever the barn manager is, um, talking to other boarders, some of the other owners on the farm and kind of getting their, you know, as much of an unbiased opinion as you can about kind of, you know, the other horses on the property. Um, another really great thing is if the barn management will let you in, and typically, you know, with a new boarder, they will see if you can stand for an hour and, and kind of watch all the other horses on the farm, see how they interact with each other. Um, if they'll allow you to meet the other horses, that can be helpful because even as people, we can kind of, we know our horses, we can kind of get a gauge for, you know, I have a, a mare who doesn't, you know, a, a girl horse who doesn't really love other girl horses. So I know when I've looked into bringing other girls over, probably not going to be great with her every so often, you know, we'll do an introduction and try it. Um, a lot of it is trial and error. But again, I think most owners who know their horses can get a, a good feel by just observing um, for, for a little bit before making that decision. And, and do they have personality types like humans, uh, you know, the, the, the different, you know, some are independent, extroverted, some are introverted. Do they, do they have that same level of personality that a human being would or, or, another animal? They absolutely do. Um, they are very, most horses you will find are very opinionated. They have very large personalities. <laughs> um, in, you know, in the wild, the herd orders, I think a lot of people think of, you know, we talk about being the alpha with horses and there being this, you know, stallion herd leader. Um, but horse herds in the wild are actually very laid back. Um, the, the stallion kind of herd leader typically is more the protector versus the enforcer. Um, and you've got a head mare that kind of keeps everybody in line. And then within that, everyone kind of checks each other so it's, it's funny you talked about you know swapping schools and it's very much like watching kids in a school click sometimes kind of interact with each other um you've got horses that are super laid back you've got kind of bossy bullies you've got everything in between um best friends horses that like to be alone it's it can be a lot of personalities to manage at once yeah but they don't have a prom to go to and they find a prom date maybe maybe they do in a different way uh, last question for you. Let's talk about, um, I want to flip back to maintenance because you talked about the upkeep. There's a lot that goes into, you talked about the bedding, but also getting shoes. I know with my mother's horse, shoes are a big deal. They lose shoes. You got to get the shoes for the right hoof and you got to take care of the, you have to file down part of the, I guess the cuticle almost on the, on the animal. So that's a, that is a big part of the upkeep too. The aesthetic, aesthetic part, the food part but also getting them shoes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of physical stuff that goes into keeping horses healthy. Um, farrier care is something that I'm super passionate about. Um, so that's any sort of feet and hoof care. Um, and there's all sorts of different routes. That's another one of those kind of rabbit holes that you can go down that there's so many routes, you know, every horse is an individual. So every horse will need something different. Um, I have very few horses at my own farm that have similar styles of, of foot things going on. Everybody kind of has something individual. Um, but yeah, the hoof care is huge. Finding a, a farrier that that will work with you, especially with seniors. Senior horses tend to develop a lot more hoof issues, um, especially those with metabolic issues. Um, having a good, you know, vet, a good dentist, um, somebody that you can call, you know, for, for emergencies and also kind of baseline health questions. Um, and for young horses and seniors, I think people just to kind of end with the seniors, I think that people think that once they get older, you know, the care can kind of stop, but actually the care for a horse in their twenties and older, almost identically mirrors uh, a horse that's really 
like a year old to five. Um, they need dental care twice a year. They need vet checks twice a year. They need their feet done every four to six weeks. There is a a ton that goes into it. It's super rewarding to be able to kind of see, you know, how horses develop over time as you meet all of their care needs, but they can definitely, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of needs. Yeah. And last, I, I lied. That wasn't the last question. This one is though, are there lessons that humans can learn from the way horses age? Because, you know, we're, we're an older society. America is, but also around the world, societies are aging. What can we take away from horses, they, they really seem to enjoy their life, regardless of maybe how difficult it is. But, but are there things that you would, you, that you have seen with older horses that we, we can take away as, 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 as human beings? Yeah, definitely. Horses, especially older horses, um, are very, very stoic. Um, they're also very, they live in the moment. Horses are not animals that think about past future. They're very, you know, in the present all the time. Um, you know, I have a, have a 28 year old senior myself who is, you know, just watching the way that she observes everybody and just kind of takes everything in. You can see that she uses a lot of her, even horse experience to kind of interact with the world around her and how important, you know, I mentioned the, the friends and freedom of movement and forage is. And I think all of that's really important for people too. I think post COVID we've learned that kind of slowing down, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our mental health, you know, seeing our friends, that sort of thing is super important. And it has made a huge difference in my life to kind of treat my horses the way that they need to be treated. And it's shown me that, people kind of need to be treated the same way too a lot of the time. Yeah, we need we need the same love and care for ourselves as well. Jillian, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line and don't forget for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, and visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.